Hello there, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass. This is Fabienne Fredrickson, millionaire business mentor and founder of both ClientAttraction.com and AttractClients.com, where you can receive your free audio CD, How to Attract All the Clients You Need at No Charge. It's my treat. Again, that's AttractClients.com, and welcome to the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass. To reach that next bigger level of greatness and professional success, you must be willing to step outside of your existing comfort zone and make the changes that seem to threaten your safe way of being, knowing that you are always safe anyway. There is no other way to jump from your current small fishbowl into that bigger fishbowl or the ocean that awaits you. Through these classes and the conversations I share with my guests who are all playing their own bigger game, the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass is focused 100% on you finding the inspiration, courage, and personal best practices to do the same. Consider it a required curriculum for success. And my guest expert today is Jeff Walker. Back in the old days before Jeff Walker started teaching his product launch formula, almost no one in the online entrepreneurial world talked about product launches and the idea of a million-dollar day. That whole thing seemed almost ludicrous. But now, in the post-product launch formula world, the million-dollar and multi-million-dollar launches don't even raise an eyebrow. They're really nice, but they've become almost routine. But Jeff's techniques are not just for big gurus. He's taught thousands of students who operate in hundreds of niches, and they've generated more than 400 million in sales combined. Along the way, he's continued to hone his craft. One of Jeff's personal launches did 1.1 million in sales in the first hour and almost 4 million in the first 36 hours. Along the way, his launches regularly generate $75 per email address and have gone as high as 209 per email address. So think about your email list or how many people you will have on your email list and then multiply that number of people on that list by $75. Now you can see what all of the excitement is about. Jeff, welcome to the call. Well, thanks, Fabienne. I'm really excited. This is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. See, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while about what 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 prompts you know people to create. I mean, I've I have your product launch formula. We use it. We we we've gotten so many great results from it. And I want to I want to kind of get inside, you know, and, and and see what happens on the inside, um, not just on the tactics. And so before I grilled you with questions, I I would love to know what prompted you to start the product launch formula and to create what you've been able to create today. Was something missing in the marketplace or in your life? Tell me how this all came about. <laughs> well, it, it it's a long and crazy tale that I'll, I'll tighten up and make it as short as possible. Because, you know, the thing, when I, when I hear you, you, you talk about that stuff that I've done, it's almost like I'm listening to someone else's life because it's so hard to believe. You know, when you hear a million, I imagine there's some people listening there thinking, a million dollar launch, there's just no freaking way 
I mean, like, you know, I, one thing, please don't, if you're listening to this, don't have your brain turn off because you can't conceive of that. Because where I started, where I actually started was in the basement, a dimly lit corner of the basement on a, on a homemade desk. I was Mr. Mom. Mm. I was taking care of two babies. I was just trying my ultimate dream was to hopefully bring in an extra $10,000 per year to try to help support the family. Yeah. That was, I was, the, where I started from was desperation. Because my wife, who was out there working, supporting the family, walked in one day and said, I can't do this anymore. I need, you know, I'm getting up in the dark. I'm coming home in the dark. I can, bar- I barely see my kids. I need to be a mom. I need to be able to be with my kids a little more. I need you to try to help bring in some money and help support the family in some way. And that's where I started. Yeah, that's a defining moment. You know, that's like, whoa, you can't really mess with that. (laughs) She, well, what happened, I mean, literally, I remember, but it's like it was yesterday, her drive, the car driving up in the middle of the day. And, and I'm like, what's, what's Mary doing coming home? And she basically took a sick day in the middle because she just like broke down. And I don't know what triggered, but she just broke down. She came in and she was just in tears and sobbing. And it's like, we need a change. And and that's where I was. And I had committed. I had been in the career. I had been in corporate, the corporate world, and I had, I didn't fit there. And I just walked away. I quit one day because I just couldn't fit in. I hated my corporate life. And and so that's how I ended up home. Mary was in school. She got out of school, graduated. She got this job. I quit, and I was home with first my son, and then then we had another baby. So then I had two babies I'm taking care of. And I'm like, okay, what what can I do? What can I do? And I thought I I was so limited in in terms of what I could see to do. Was I thought, okay, I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna get another degree, and then I'll go back to the corporate world, which is just crazy thinking because I hated the corporate world. But yeah. I committed career suicide. And so so this is the, the level of my thinking right then, which was was not very good. But then I realized I needed to have just to get into to get, I was going to go to graduate school to get a graduate finance degree. And just to get into, I needed a resume. I didn't have anything on my resume. I'd been, I'd been like taking care of kids and changing diapers for five years or something. And so I started, I, I thought, wow, if I, what can I put on my resume that would look impressive? And so I, I decided to start publishing. I started publishing via email. And I had been studying the stock market then, so I knew enough about the stock market. I had no qualifications. I had no letters after my name. I wasn't a stockbroker. I wasn't a financial planner. But I started publishing a newsletter about the stock market, just giving my opinion. And I published that first. And all I really wanted out of that newsletter, and there, there is a point to this, but all I really wanted was something to put on my resume. And I figured the people look at the resume, they're not going to know looking to see if I can get into school, they're not going to know that I'm publishing this for free, and they're not going to know I'm publishing it via email. This is way back in 1996. They're not going to know it's just this little podunk thing. I'm just writing a couple hundred words and sending it out to friends. They're not going to know that. I'll just... So I started publishing. And um, and then the first email went out to 19 people, actually 19 email addresses. One email address was my second email address. One was my wife's email address. So really only 17 people, but... Yeah. Um, but I felt good about 19, so I, I, I stick, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And so gradually I started to build through word of mouth, and I had was getting hundreds of people. Well, first there was a few people, and there's tens, and there's hundreds, 
and then you know it gradually got to be thousands and but you know one morning when there's just a few hundred people on that list this, one morning I woke up and all of a sudden they had like 60 new people were subscribing to the newsletter and I was like what's going on you know usually I get maybe 10 new people in a month now overnight it's 60 people and um and so I wrote them. I said, hey, how'd you find me? What's going on? Again, this is back in 96, before in the dark ages, you know, of the Internet. Yeah. And, um, and and it turned out that the TV show PBS Frontline had found some charts on my website that they liked, and they actually mentioned them on their TV show. And, and I'm sitting there still, Mr. Mom, I haven't made a dime, not made one penny in probably five or six years, I'm just writing this little email and had this little ugly website without even, I couldn't even afford a domain name. And all of a sudden, PBS Frontline, like, what the, what's going on? And right then, I said to myself, it's time to start thinking bigger. I need to yeah. start thinking bigger. So, you know, this is the Play Bigger Masterclass. This is all about where we're going. And so you started playing a bigger game. And what did that mean for you? Well, to me, that meant taking it more seriously. That meant, you know, going and spending the money to get a domain name. It meant started, I started publishing more regularly. And it meant just continually starting to, to elevate my thinking, to, to learn more, to study more, but to put the time into, in, into learning to think bigger and always looking for thinking strategically, the, you know, the, yeah, I'm going to cut out big chunks of the story, but I did get into school, but then as soon as I got into school, I'm like, wow, this is, here I am in school in this class, and, and for, like, look at where this business could go, you know, and, and I and I put together, by then I put together, it's like, holy cow, PBS, they, they think I'm good enough to point to, I created a, a product, a paid newsletter instead of just a free newsletter, launched that paid newsletter, quit, literally quit school the, the day of my first lecture. Because I'm like, no, yeah. this, is, this, isn't, this isn't going anywhere. You know, it's not. I, 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 I really want to underline, uh, Jeff, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I no, really no. want to underline some of the things that you said because people are listening right now. And, you know, I, I, I hear this all the time. People are looking for, like, really ninja, complicated things to do to play a bigger game, but it's always right under your nose. And, and already in the last sentence, uh, Jeff, you've, you, you shared some uh, proven success principles, laws of success mm-hmm. that people just walk right over. And here's what I wrote down. Begin to take yourself and what you're doing seriously. It, it, you know, there are a lot of people who are listening to this who are still in the hobby stage mm-hmm. or startup stage. And the minute you begin to take yourself seriously is when things begin to shift. And then, Jeff, you said you started to invest in yourself. Now, it could have been investing in a website, but it could have mean investing in a program, uh, in a mentor. The minute you invest in yourself, it's almost like you, you set off a rocket of intention that says, okay, now take me seriously because I'm serious. Yep. And then you said elevate your thinking be more strategic and start to monetize what you know. And just those five or six things right there, we could hang up right now, although I don't want to. <laughs> we could hang up right there and and have, and if, if the folks listening to this could just apply all five of these things in the next three to six months, you would make more money in your business. Would you agree? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, we meant, you mentioned an introduction. I've literally launched a product, and I did more than – I did $1 million in sales, and I think it was 53 minutes. But that was just a natural evolution of that first step of going from saying, okay, I'm actually, I'm desperate, I need a change, I'm going to start publishing. And then focusing on building my list. And then, okay, I have a conversation with my list, my list tells me what product to create. Okay, I create that offer. Yes, I'm scared to death to put that offer out there because I don't think anyone's actually going to pay me money I mean, literally, I had, that was my thought. It's like, w- would someone actually give me money for something that, that I give them? That thought was running through my head, but I put it aside because I needed that money. I needed to pay for college, actually, back then, because mm-hmm. I was starting school. Put that aside, and I rolled that product out. Mm-hmm. Then I created the best product I could, and I took that experience, and I started the cycle all over again. I continued to build my list. I continue to, to, to build my relationship with that list. I continue to, to have conversations with that list. I continue to ask them what they needed. Then I created that next offer. That next offer did six or eight thousand dollars in sales. And so that first one did sixteen hundred and fifty dollars. Then a year later, the cycle repeats, and that that, that launch did thirty-four thousand dollars. That was almost as much as I made in a year. Yeah. And then. And that and that that was that was the launch that brought Mary home. She was able to retire after that one. Ooh, that, yeah. Just those words, the launch that brought Mary home. That's like that Absolutely. just was very uh, poignant right there. Absolutely. A lot of energy. I mean, it was it was summer of '98 when we did that, and we could see what was going. And we started planning. And by summer of '99, she was home. By by and summer of 2000. <laughs> That's what happened with Derek and me. You know, it was, you know, I thought, okay, I mean, we're talking bigger numbers at that time. Um, I've shared these numbers before. In 2007, I'd made 380-something, 384, and I said, in 2008, I'm shooting for a million, and that was the number that we needed for where we lived and, you know, Mm -hmm. this affluent neighborhood and all these kids we have to support. And we're <laughs> and Derek was, with that. And we're Derek yeah, with that, of course. Yeah. yeah. And and where Derek was and he was already you know, he was working in investment banking. But that was for me, that was the year that brought Derek home. And mm-hmm. it was the best year, you know, up till yep. then. Yeah. But it's just it's so, it's, mm-hmm. but so I just went through that cycle over and over of of learning to think bigger, of learning to step up into a bigger game, of getting better mentors, getting better training, being able to invest more in myself, both in time and money. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just the same process over and over and over. Then in, oh, let's see, it was 2003, I actually went to a marketing seminar. I thought everyone was doing the stuff I was doing. You know, by then I'd had my six and seven. You know, I did $106,000 in a week. Um, and then I went to a marketing seminar, and I realized when I was there that not everyone was doing the stuff I was doing with these launches. So I started to share that with a few, you know, marketing gurus or gurus who people are going to become marketing gurus. One of them, John Reese, that uh, you know, I told, you know, worked with him, showed him how to do this stuff, and he did four hundred fifty thousand dollars in a few days. Talk about learning to think bigger. It's like, you know, my, my launch had been 106, and I, then I coach him, and he does 450. I'm like, oh, wow, there's something yeah. here. And then he did and, a million dollars. And now, now you've helped p- 
people, yeah. I mean, the, the, the people that you work with and have helped, I mean, just virtually everybody in this space, including myself, mm -hmm. and, you know, just household names in the marketing world. And I'd, I'd love to know, so now you have this product launch formula, and I'd love for you to talk about it at the end of the call. Um, it, it, I want to I I circle back to something that you said about being scared to death. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of people who say, oh, you know, if you want to make more money, just get better at marketing. And listen, I, I, I was the one saying that because, you know, I built my entire business on clientattraction.com, teaching you how to market. I thought it was 100% marketing. I really did. And then over time I thought, you know, there is something to this personal growth and development and this mindset stuff and spiritual, universal principles, and I started thinking maybe that's 10%, 50%. And now, Jeff, I believe, and I'm still a marketer, and I believe in marketing like nobody's business. Um, I, I believe that mindset is 90%. And I believe that people get in their own way through the fears that they have, through the belief systems, and many other things. And so you said the, the scared to death, that is a fear. And the belief system that you mentioned was they won't pay for this. And I hear this day in and day out, and I've experienced it myself. I know that there are some folks on the line who are, are hearing this and saying, yeah, I know, I stop myself because I think they won't pay for this. How did you get beyond that fear? And actually, what was the process by which you, you, you walked into the fear and charged for it anyway? And tell us about that whole thing. You know, that's a great question, and I agree that, you know, people love tactics, especially in my world, because I, you know, I'm hardcore teaching marketing. I mean, that's what I teach. But, and a lot of times people think that's tactics, like you change the color of your button on your website, and you're going to get 4% more response, whatever. And, you know, that stuff's fun, and I can geek out on that just like everyone else. But, the strategy is what makes the difference, and it's the strategy inside your head that really, really makes the difference. And and I'll tell you, you know, I once had a had a friend say to me, it's Jeff Johnson, and he said, he said this phrase. He said it was just it's very simple. He said, practice on your B clients. And, and what does that mean? Let me, I'm going to explain. So so basically, do you, I remember when I was in kindergarten, when I first went to kindergarten. And towards the end of the year in kindergarten, and it was it was obvious that you know the next year I was going to have to go into first grade, and I'd look at those first graders, you know, that I would see out on the playground, and they seemed so big and they seemed so important and it seemed so intimidating. And then the next year it turned out to be not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. But then I was in first grade, and those fifth and sixth graders seemed so huge and. Like they had so much going on, and, and then it turned out to be not that big a deal. And then when I was in sixth grade, the idea of going to junior high and all these different, going to different classes, and, and, and it's been that way, it was that way through my entire academic career. And all of a sudden I'm graduating from college, and it doesn't seem like that big a deal, because it was all just step by step. And it was the same way for me. When I, when I started publishing, I was publishing to 17 people, and then I was publishing to 30 people, and then I was publishing to 300. And then I was eventually publishing to 80,000. Now, if I thought about sending that first email out to 80,000, it would have freaked me out. But sending it out to 17 yeah. wasn't so bad. And that's the way it works for everyone. It's not like you, 
you know, you're going to be in a rock band and you step on stage at Madison Square Garden your first night. You work your way up. So you practice on your B clients as opposed to your A clients. You want to create the situation where when you're stepping on stage, that metaphorical stage, whether it's via email or a teleseminar or a webinar, or it actually is a stage, that it's just the first step. It's just the first step. And, you know, I you remember know, when I was uh, – sorry to no. step on your words. No. I, I want to underline that by I, – I, I remember a few years ago when I was doing – one-to-one coaching because that's all I knew and it was 500 bucks a month and nobody else was charging that much, you know, for mm-hmm. client attraction work. But I was, no matter what I did, I kept raising my fees and, and, and I just, my, people wouldn't drop off and, and there was a waiting list, but I just had no more time and, and I just, I couldn't do the one-to-one model anymore and so I decided to draw a line in the sand and, and I was going to create this new program, which was going to be $1,000 a month. I mean, by God, nobody was doing that that I knew of. And mm-hmm. I was scared to death. Oh, the the, the anxiety. The, but if they don't say yes, that means I have to stay stuck in my, you know, all this stuff. And I just stayed with it, stayed with it, stayed with it in my mind. I hadn't put it out there yet. And then I put it out to my list. And I said, I'm beta testing a new program. It's the VIP blah, blah, blah program. And I'm going to have three spots available, and it's $1,000 a month each, you know. And and within, you know, a, a few days, all three spots were gone. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I, I, just, I was scared to death, but I put it out, and it worked. So I said, well, you know, now we're making 10 spots available. Within another three weeks, all ten spots were gone. And I think back to what we charge now. You know, what I've paid for coaching, and you know, our highest program is a hundred thousand dollars for the year, and that's it becomes the new normal. I think what you're saying is when you practice on your B clients, then you just you can keep going and going, and it just becomes the new normal. Right. It, it's. I like to think of it as it is iterative. So you you just iterate. You 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 put something out there. And you course correct because it's like when you're playing golf. I mean, it's like no one stands on the golf tee and hits the ball 500 yards straight into the hole. And every one of their shots is not directly straight. Every one of the shots is either off to the right or to the left, or it's too short or too far. But you hit that first shot, and then you course correct. And you hit that second shot, and you course correct. And that's the way it, when you properly design your business, like the way you started your business it's just so classic. It's like it's the individual coaching, and you use that to build up experience. And you're, now you're just having a conversation with someone. And then you go from individual coaching to group coaching. And you're just leveraging what that, that individual coaching, you, yeah, you were delivering huge value, but you were also learning how to coach, learning how to teach. Yes. And every step of the way, especially like, I mean, I teach, I teach what I call these seed launches, which is a great place to start out if you're just – you don't have anything going on whatsoever, no list, no product. You start with the seed launch, which is basically tapping into your contacts, maybe people you know through social media, and you build up this tiny, tiny little seed list of 30, 40, 50 people, and then you float that first offer out like you did, the beta offer. Yeah. And, that, and now you're working closely individually with people, and now you're just having conversations. It's not like some big, fancy, official you're on stage and all this pressure, and you just get on the phone and talk to people about stuff that you know about. Yeah. And through their questions, 
to you. Their questions tell you what they need to know, and they, that's where you learn how to teach. That's where you learn how to make the impact. And then you go from there to small groups, and then you really learn to hone your message, hone your teaching. And then you go from there to, you know, now what did you do? You, you, just, you just gained leverage by going from individual to going to small groups. Now, the way you great, get great leverage is you go from those small groups up into, like, information products where you're putting together a video product or a DVD or, or, uh, or a webinar series or a teleseminar series or a, a video course or a book. It could be, you know, any, it doesn't, a, a live event. You know, it could be any form of a number of events, but you're just stepping up your leverage from a small group to a larger group. And that's how you gradually move up the comfort level of, you know, making a much larger impact and making a lot more money and leveraging your time. I'm hearing that part of the process in terms of mindset is not to take yourself too seriously. It's not like every at every increment it's like, ta-da, this is my one 15 minutes of fame. What I'm hearing from you is, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to course correct, and this is not the end, right? Yeah. We're, then we're going to do something else, and then we're going to improve that. And it's just always... Bigger, but if if we put, take ourselves in each each step of the way too seriously, there's anxiety, there's fear, there's you know all this stuff. But it's like no, this is just another rung on the ladder. And you're right. I mean, there's a friend of mine has this, has this a phrase that he repeats often. It says, "We're all bozos on this bus." <laughs> and it's like, you know, yeah, you can't take yourself too seriously. And Fabian, this is actually something that I think you're genius at, is, is you are so you, and you are so willing to, you know, to not say the perfect thing, um, to be so open, because I've seen you on stage, and I've seen you, you know, uh, in, on webcasts and stuff, and you're just like, oops, oh, well, well, just pretend that didn't happen, or, yeah. and, and that's the way, personally, I have a very, very informal style in my business because I found that for some reason I can connect with people and I connect a lot more when I act like, like me as opposed to trying to act like someone else. You know, we can, you know, we can, if we try to be someone else, we're, we're just being, we're, at the best we'll ever be, we'll be second best at being that other person. Yeah, and I think the the more we are our authentic selves, the more we are a, attractive to others. And I don't mean attractive on a outward no, no. level, but but no. the I, I think we seek, we are fascinated by people who are really real. Right. And yeah. I, I think we all seek to be real, but there's just so many fears around it that we we just keep being our inauthentic versions of our true selves and and. Part of that is just not taking yourself too seriously. And the people who will judge you has been, you know, my experience. The people who judge you just, you know, just. Whatever. I, I have a, yeah, whatever, right? I have a, a former, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something I don't usually say, but I have a former friend long, long time ago who used to say, um, there's an ass for every seat. <laughs> and I don't usually say words like that on this class, but what I took to, what I took by that, by that saying is that, okay, so n not everybody is going to fit you, and you can't try to be a hero to everybody. You can't please everybody. And if you try to please everybody, you're going to fall flat because, um, and, and uh, um, uh, 
someone that we both know talks about really focusing on just who do you want to be a hero to and just caring about what they think as opposed to what everybody else thinks. How have you applied that in your own business and life? Well, yeah, first of all, you're right. I, I like to say we're all in the attraction business. We're all, we're all in the business of being attractive. Um, and, and like you said, it has nothing to do with our physical features or our physicality or, or even even our anything with physical. It's, we're just if we're if you're in business, you are in the business of being attractive. Uh, you want to attract clients. You want to attract prospects. You want to attract at some point team members, um, vendors. You, you just want to be an attractive person. And when you are, it's a lot more a lot easier to be attractive when you just are authentic and um you know i think like i said i think it's something you do very very well uh, i think it's something i tend to do pretty well because i just am who i am and i and i know so i just recently had this experience where i walked and so i do these live events and my live events i know you do great live events Fabian, and i do my my events are amazing i mean people are just are in tears at the end, and, and, and I love it. And I'm getting hugs from 75% of the people in the room, and I just, I mean, this is like, this starts off as this hardcore marketing event. People are coming over, marketing, 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 and, and, you know, we end up just completely changing their lives. But anyway, so I did my three-day live event, and then I came out of that, and um, and, and I spoke at another event. Uh, one of my partner, you know, just, I, I, it's rare that I speak at many events outside of my own, but I went and I spoke at this one event. And the the room loved me, and I walked on stage, and it was just amazing. The minute I walked, the energy was incredibly, unbelievably enormous energy, and it, it just was the greatest talk I've ever given outside of one of my events. And I'm like, well, I'm on fire. I'm amazing. And then I went into another event, like, just a month later. So this is, these are the only two events I did for the whole year, but they came right after my event. So I felt like I'm, I'm on fire. I'm just like a genius on stage. And I walk into this event, and... um it just, it was, uh, the room was cold as ice, and no one responded to me. I couldn't get anyone to raise their hands or anything. And, and I thought, and I, 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 so I walked off stage, I was a little shocked. And then I started to look at the differences between the two events. And I saw one event was sort of my people. And my people are, you know, vibrant people. They're out there making an impact in the world. They love to make money, but they, it's just as much they love to make an impact and help people, uh, and in this other room, you know, people were a lot older. It was 95% male in the room, whereas, like, my room's, like, almost 50-50 male-female. And um, and they're older, and it's just all they care, you know, all they care about is money because that's all the, the leader, the people that, first that put them in the room ever talked about was money, never talked about an impact or anything. And I just, it was such a stark thing for me to see. Here's one room of these are my people, and I resonate with them, and here's a room of people that aren't my people. And, and that's the way it's for everyone. There's going to be people that resonate with your message. There's going to be people that you want to be a hero to, and then there's other people that aren't. So it's like, and, and we're all like that, you know? 99% of the people in the world probably are not my people, but that one other person, I can be an amazing impact on them, and they love me when I act just like who I am. And the beautiful thing about the world these days is that we're so much more connected that we can all reach those people that we can be a hero to, yeah. that we resonate with. So. Yeah, and it changes everything because when you're with the person you want to be a hero to, you 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 take down your 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 pretense and you could just be who you are and. 
come from your heart and add value and be of service without worrying about, oh, what will they think of me and should I hold back, should I not say that? And I believe that is, you know, one of those success mindset principles is just, you know, be who you are and don't don't fear what they will say because they're yep. just not, you're not their healer, you know? Yep. Um, yep. Just their, you know, mindset is everything, right? It is. I'll give you another one. Here's another huge one. Um, I sort of, oh, and I bet, I know a lot of people resonate with this and some don't, but I always have this, um, this thing running through the back of my head and, and I've, I've mostly gotten out of my head, but it still pops up every now and then, but it used to be hugely prominent. And it was, it was, who the heck am I to be telling people how to live their lives? What to do? You know, and actually, I do use, often use a little more colorful term than heck. Um, <laughs> because I, it, it's, it's emphatic. It's like, I got this going on. It's like, why should I tell them what to do? Even like in this call. I mean, we're talking about mindset. What right do I have to tell someone how to think or what they should do? You know? That, I know a lot of people have that going on. But this is what I've come to learn. I've come to learn that I've put in the work. And I've created a, a life experience where I have knowledge, and I have not just the knowledge, but the ability to teach people to make a huge impact. And it serves no one for me to hold that in. You know, I'm not saying I'm the be-all and end-all, know everything, but I know a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, I'm going to use another word here that I think it will fit in here, but a lot of places, marketing, hardcore marketing people, it's not going to fit. And that word is God. I mean, God does not want you to play small. Yep. You know, there's that Mary Williamson Day in and day out. Yep, that Mary Williamson poem or quote, is, it's just amazing. It's like God does not want you to play small. You serve no one by playing small. Mm-hmm. You serve all kinds of people by stepping up into your biggest, most powerful most influential self. Yeah. And I mean, that's, this, this is how I, mean, I live, right? You, and this is how you live. Well, I'm sorry? And this is how I live and this is how you live. I think yeah. if we just go after the money, the there is this emptiness. There is this um, very low level of meaning and fulfillment. But if we turn it around and we say, I have a great purpose here, and... And I call it sharing my brownies. We don't have time today to talk about what that means. But instead of sharing your brownies, you hoard your brownies. Um, if, If you are here and you have a purpose and you know that with even the limited amount that you know, you can make an impact on somebody's life, create a ripple effect, and eventually... Uh, make a, uh, that ripple effect into the world, it is, I believe it is your divine duty to do so. And when you look more at being more of service rather than simple accumulation, and yes, money is nice, it is a reward for the level of, of impact that you make on the world. But if you go for service rather than simple accumulation, your level of meaning and fulfillment, uh, you fill your heart um, with well, what I'll call yumminess, because I can't think of another word right now, and and that is a different feeling than just saying, okay, well, I made another million. What's next? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Would you agree? Absolutely. And you know, the other thing that I think we have to pay service to is 
people go through a transition. You know, when I just wanted to make that $10,000, when I just wanted to bring Mary home so desperately, you know, I wasn't out to save the world. I was, you know, I was, we always took care of our clients. We always treated people well. We always worked, you know, lived by that golden rule of treat others like you want to be treated. We always did that just because, you know, that's how I was raised. But, I mean, I just, I, I needed to make that money. I was desperate. But then what, what this business allows you to do is it, it allows you to take care of those needs and then make that transition. You know, I often, in my, in my, actually my product and also my live events, I'll talk about this scale. And the one end of the scale is I just want to make a million dollars, and the other end is I want to save the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reality is you can't live at either end. You know, you, you, you can't live at just save the world and forget the money because you need the money if you're going to save the world. Absolutely. And, and then there, there are people that, there are lots of people that just live at the, I just want to make a million bucks, but most people, I think most people make that transition. Once they get their needs met and maybe a little more, they'll start to move towards making an impact. Not everyone, that's, but most people mm-hmm. will. And those, yeah, are, those will be the most fulfilled and happiest. Yeah, that's been my experience to, in my own journey. And then once you get out of survival mode and you take care of your most basic needs and then some, that's when playing a bigger game has a different meaning. Yep. Jeff, I could sit here and talk with you all day, <laughs> and um, and I know we we would all like to do that. Um, we have limited time, so you know, you and I see each other se- uh, several times a year, and I see you with these notebooks that you have, mm-hmm. and you keep notes. And if I, I know, I have certain mantras by by which I live my life. One of the ones that we've heard a lot on this Play Bigger Masterclass is something that I've just, you know, I I say a strong focus now creates a different future later. You know, I I really, just certain phrases that I live my life by. And I wonder in those notebooks or in your experience, do you have one or two mantras, things that you believe to be true about life, uh, in terms of playing bigger, in terms of mindset, in terms of, you know, elevating your thinking that you would like to share before we wrap up today? Sure. Um, it's funny because I'm looking at my, my journal now. I'm, I'm, I number them. I'm on number, number 36. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, I think um, one of them is the abundance juice. And this is um, – it's a long story, but basically uh, I learned that – the way I add to my life is by adding to others' lives um, and, and drinking the abundance juice and, and, and looking for the abundance and just helping others. And, and that, that's like bigger picture in the business of helping all my clients, but it's also smaller picture in, you know, when I meet someone, uh, you know, I'll just always try to figure out how can I add value to their lives. Because I know that value comes back to me tenfold. Maybe not from that individual person, but it will. And, that, and that's the world we live in now compared to, you know, 50 years ago. I think the microchip and the greater communications we have in this world, it just it pays to, to look at the world in, in an abundant fashion. So always drinking the abundance juice. Yeah, love um, that. So, that, so that's a big one. Um, 
And I got lots more. You know, always <laughs> the best way to you know the best way to start is to start. You know, that's I sent that email out to seventeen people, and it made all the difference. Get going. Just yep. start. Right. Yep. Yep. And then um, first things first, second things not at all. Mm, you know? Interesting. Yeah. I haven't heard that before. For, I forget where I, I didn't invent that. I forget where I got it from. I first like it, first, wherever I came yeah. from. <laughs> first things first, second things not at all. So in other words, focus. Focus. Yeah, same thing. Um, you know, focus. Yeah. Always, and then, you know, like we've been talking, always, I, I mean, my entire life is, is, is just, it's learning to, 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 learn to play bigger, learning to think bigger. And I'm always trying to put my, and it's not easy. I mean, gosh, you look at the impact I've made now. I mean, my clients have done hundreds of millions of dollars. I changed the way marketing works. Where do I go from here? <laughs> I'll walk yeah. around trying to think about where can I go from here? It's just, it's crazy. Um, and then two things with business. One is always, always focus on building your list. Always focus on building your list. And then, so that's number one lesson. Actually, I'm going to have two, three marketing lessons. Number one, always, or three business lessons. Always focus on building your list. Only sell stuff that you're, that, that, that the market wants. Don't sell what you think they want. Sell what you know they want. And the way you figure that out is through having a conversation with them. Lots of different ways to have conversations now that we didn't have not too long ago. Social media is one of them. People writing back to your emails is another. Your blog comments is another. So only sell what the market wants. And then the third one is the most important rule in business. And, and this rule gets more, more and more important as, as you get more successful. Number one rule is opportunity cost. Um, figuring out what you, you know, if you decide to take on a project, what you have to give up to take that project on. Because as you become more successful, the, the, the opportunities that start to come to you will amaze you. And being able to pick the right ones that serve you and your clients the best is, becomes more and more important, eventually becomes the most important thing in your business. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, Jeff, I know that as we wrap up this call, there are some people who are going to want to stay in contact with you, want to learn more from you. Where can they go to stay uh, connected with you? Um, oh, let's see. I'll, I'll give you a war. Okay, so the best would be um, just productlaunchformula.com, productlaunchformula.com. And there I've got you know a bunch of free training there on how to do these product launches. So it's just like it sounds, productlaunchformula.com. And then um, I've got a blog at jeffwalker.com, J-E-F-F-W-A-L-K-E-R.com. And, uh, yeah, and oh, yeah, you know what? I've got a pretty cool resource, I think. I've got a whole list building blueprint. I've been talking so much about lists. Would that be a good fit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can get that if you go to how, this is brand new. I just created this like two weeks ago. Um, how to start from scratch dot com. How to start from scratch. Dot com, and you can just go there and you get the whole list building blueprint, including a video that goes along with it and explains everything. That's awesome. So, yeah, I've been, hey. I've been, every time you ask me for one thing, I've tried to like pack in as many as <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm happy. I'm happy that you did. Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. Um, the, I know that this will be a catalyst um, in many, many people's lives, just hearing this conversation about playing bigger and about 
you know, going past your limitations and, and always just focusing on the abundance juice. And so thanks for sharing who you are and what you do today. Well, you're welcome. This was a lot of fun. And yeah, I wish yeah. we had another hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Thanks, Jeff. Bye, everybody. If you're new to the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass, I'd like to make sure you know about the free audio CD available to you called How to Attract All the Clients You Need. It's full of immediately actionable, incredibly useful information to get you more clients in the next 90 days. There is no catch, no gimmick, no sales pitch. It's simply my way of saying thank you for tuning into this show. And yes, I am offering it to you at no charge. I even pay for the shipping anywhere in the world. All you do to get your free CD is go to attractclients.com and request it today. And if you liked today's episode of the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass, you can download or listen to other masterclasses from this show on iTunes or by going to iloveplayingabiggergame.com. If you have friends, colleagues, or clients who would benefit from playing a bigger game, pay it forward and share the love by letting them know about iloveplayingabiggergame.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. This is Fabienne Fredrickson sending you a big virtual hug. Until next time, live life like you mean it. Bye, everybody.